Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. John chapter 5, we're going to begin in verse 17. The last couple of weeks, we've looked at two healing miracles that Jesus performed. Uh, one where uh, a an official came to Jesus begging him, please heal my son, heal my little boy. And Jesus spoke. The man believed what Jesus said, turned around, went home and found that his son was well. And then last week we looked at how Jesus healed a man who had been sick for 32 years. He'd been laying by a pool actually for 38 years. 38 years. And Jesus just said to the man, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Again, he spoke to the man. The man believed. He did what Jesus said. He got up, and he walked. These two healings that Jesus did, Jesus spoke, and it happened. The same God who spoke the world into existence, the one who John chapter 1 says was the Word who became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word who was God and who was with God from the very beginning, who everything was made through Him, spoke by His Word to create the world, and He spoke whenever these men came to Him needing to be healed. But when... But when... But when Jesus healed the man who had been sick for, for 38 years, these Jewish teachers were angry with Jesus for healing the man. They were angry because He had done it on the Sabbath day. They asked the man, who was it that healed you? Or, or, it's, it's, uh, it's unlawful you to be carrying your bed and walking like this. And he said, I, I, I didn't know anything about that. I just did what the guy told me to. He didn't know who it was that healed him, and Jesus found him later. And he discovered it was Jesus. Well, here we come to the next passage. The, the Jews persecuted Jesus all the more because of Jesus' healing on the Sabbath. And here, verse 18 Verse 18, or I'm sorry, verse 17, beginning in 17 says, But Jesus answered them, My father is working until now, and I am working. This was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of His own accord, but only what He sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all that He is doing. And greater works than these will, be, will He show Him, so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives life to... Uh, gives them life, so also the Son gives life to those whom He will. For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, 
that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears My word and believes Him who sent Me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and now is here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For the Father has life in Himself, so He has granted the Son also to have life in Himself. And He has given Him authority to execute judgment because He is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this. Those who have done good... I'm sorry. For for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear His voice and come out, those who have done good to a resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You that You speak to us now. We thank You that You keep working in our lives. That the Bible is not a, a dead book but it is living and active. Lord, that You continue to work through Your Word and through the Spirit. Father, I pray that You would give give us ears to hear and eyes to see. And Father, help um, help me as I preach from weakness. Help me to preach from weakness. Lord, we love You. In Jesus' name. Amen. It begins after this other miracle. Jesus answered them, My Father is working until now, and I am working. They were angered because Jesus had done this healing miracle on the Sabbath. They were angered. But Jesus just gives them this response, My Father is working until now, and I am working. Just think about the implications of this. The the Jews here did not miss the implications. He was saying, my father is working until now and even and I and I am working. What are these implications? It says in verse 18, that is why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own Father, making himself equal with God. Think about that. He said, my Father is working until now. He called God his Father. And the Jews, they didn't let this go. They picked up on what Jesus was saying. They realized what He was saying. He wasn't just breaking the Sabbath and breaking their traditions. He was saying God was His Father. Now that's not surprising to us. But think about their day. This man who was shown up on the scene, who was teaching in their synagogues, who was healing people, happened to say, My Father, in reference to God. And they, they didn't miss what this meant because it says he, they realized they, he was making himself equal with God. Jesus is God. 
They're equal with one another. We see that in the very first chapter of John, which I've made a reference to already. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And everything was made through Him. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus, who had existed from all eternity in the form of the second person of the Trinity, came down, became flesh, and dwelled among us. The Jews here that were confronting Jesus, they got the picture. When He said, My Father is working, and I'm working, they saw Jesus was there claiming who He was. He was God. He was equal with God. And the next verse says, So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of His own accord, but only what He sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows Him all that He Himself is doing. Jesus here is explaining what He had said earlier to these Jewish critics. He was explaining... My Father was working even until now, and I am also working. And He says, the Son can do nothing except what, he, what, the father sees, what He sees the Father doing. What the Father is doing, what His plan is, is right alongside parallel with what the Son is doing. Jesus would do nothing that would be outside of His Father's will. Their wills lined up perfectly. Then, the second part of verse 20, and greater works than these will He show Him so that you may marvel. What are the works that He's talking about? These greater works than these? The miracles they've already seen. We've seen He had turned water into wine. He had healed this this official son. He had healed this man who had been by the pool. And Jesus here says, He will do greater works than these so that you may marvel. Have you marveled about Jesus lately? Have you marveled at how good God is to us? Here in John, Jesus says the reason why God has does these great works here in the book of Acts, or in the book of John. The reason why God does these great works is so that we would marvel at Him. It's part of worshiping. We don't just stand and sing going going through all the motions, but we are to marvel at who Jesus is and what He has done. That greater works than these, I think, points forward to something yet to see here in the book of John. He begins to talk about life and death and raising from the dead. Verse 21, For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so the Son gives life to whom He will. Who is able to raise the dead? I think I heard this week. This week uh, in the news, there was someone who had been able to reanimate a pig after it had died. 
through some kind of scientific method. I, I don't know where, where um, I just heard it in passing that they had somehow resurrected a pig. Actually, I think it was a pig without a head. <laughs> but that's not what Jesus is talking about here. God, only God can really raise the dead. We saw it in the Old Testament whenever uh, Elijah and Elisha, uh, there was this little boy who had been sick and Elijah, I don't remember if it was Elijah or Elisha, spread himself out over the boy and raised this little boy to life. And you see it in the Valley of Dry Bones. The Valley of Dry Bones in Ezekiel chapter, uh, I believe it's 36, 36 or 37. Whenever the prophet prophesies to this valley full of dry bones, so dry and brittle. And whenever the prophet prophesies, the bodies just come back together, the sinews come together, muscle forms on them, and they rise up as a great army. It's God that can raise the dead. And here Jesus says, The Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom He will. He's making an astonishing claim here. He's saying, you're going to see me raise people from the dead. That's what Jesus says. And we see that. We see that with uh, Lazarus here in the book of John later on. Lazarus, he has been, he'd been dead for four days and Jesus stands outside of his tomb and says, Lazarus, come forth. And this dead man gets up, walks out, and the people around have to take the grave clothes off of him to let him free. Jesus is saying, I can only do what the Father shows me and I'm going to do greater things than what you've already seen. I'm going to even raise the dead what Jesus says. Then verse 22, For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, that they may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Going back to talking about the equality of Jesus and the Father. We'll see throughout John over and over and over again how how this theme comes forward where Jesus claims to be God Himself. To be one with the Father. To be equal with the Father. And here, one of Jesus' roles as God is that He will be the one who judges us on the final day. When we raise for that final judgment and we stand before God... We will stand before the Son. We will stand before Jesus. We will stand before the One who has the nail piercings in His hands. And He will judge humanity. That all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. The next line he says, Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. Now this raises a question. Or at least I think it answers a question. The question might be raised, well, do Christians and Jews worship the same God? Or do Christians and Muslims worship the same God? Or do, well... 
Here's the answer. What Jesus says. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. Without Jesus, they're just as lost. Whether they're Jewish, whether they're Islamic, whether they're Jehovah's Witnesses, which they don't believe that Jesus is God either. Without Jesus, they're lost. We, it isn't enough just to say, well, I believe in God, generically. I believe there's some kind of higher power that just runs the universe and makes everything go. Jesus here teaches, whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. Without Jesus, we are lost and hopeless in this world. And Jesus says in verse 24, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. This is good news. This is really good news. He, he's just told us Jesus is God. Okay? He is equal with the Father, and He's the one who's one day going to sit in judgment over us. And then He tells us, Truly, I tell you, whoever hears My Word and believes Him who sent Me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment. The judgment can be a scary thing to think about. The fact is, we, we live in a world that is hardwired with morality. We know that there is a right and a wrong. You talk with an atheist or someone who, who, who uh, tries to describe their worldview and you just ask them, you know, if there's no God, then, then how, how do you have any basis for morality? Who says something is wrong or right? Can I just stab you? Is it okay if I just stab you? What's, what's wrong with it if we're all just a bunch of molecules floating around with no real purpose behind life. But if God has created everything, He has established this world with a moral order. And we cry out for justice when we see injustice like what happened with the Holocaust and 7 million Jews who were killed. We want justice to be done. We want there to be some final vindication. But at the same time, if justice is really meted out the way we all deserve it, then it's going to hit us too. <laughs> We've all sinned, Romans tell us, and tells us, and fall short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but... The gift of God is eternal life. And Jesus here says, whoever believes in Him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. Notice that. It says, has passed from death into life. You have that life now. It's not something we're just waiting for in the future. We have passed from death into life if we believe in the Son. 
If we believe in Him who sent the Son. If our trust is in Him. Jesus goes on, Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God. And all those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in Himself, so He has granted the Son also to have life in Himself. And He has given Him authority to execute judgment because He is the Son of Man. I'm going to work backwards here. It just said, He is the Son of Man. Now, we don't necessarily think much of that when we hear the Son of Man. We might, we might think of, of a human being. Just, but, but we think a lot more whenever we hear the Son of God terminology. But the Son of Man was a figure that we see in Daniel chapter 7. When Jesus was saying He has the authority to judge because He is the Son of Man, I think it goes back to Daniel chapter 7 where it says, I saw in the night visions... And behold, with the clouds of heaven there came one like a son of man, and he came up to the Ancient of Days, that would be the Father, and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. When Jesus here talks about how He has been given power to execute judgment because He's the Son of Man. He's saying He's that one Daniel was talking about in Daniel chapter 7. And then, here in this earlier verse, it says, an hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Now that is strange, isn't it? We can just imagine. I've been to a funeral within the last few months, and I had no illusion that if I spoke to my uncle from the grave, that he would wake up and that he would hear me. But Jesus has the power to do that. It says, The dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. Now, I think there's two senses, and, and both of these senses are brought out here in the text. We're going to look at one later. But the first is, we're all spiritually dead apart from Christ. When we come into the world, we are sinful. We are sinners from birth. And we are spiritually dead until... Jesus speaks to us when we hear His Word, when our eyes are open, when we, when we are given new life. I think that's what it's talking about the first time because He says, an hour is coming and now is here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Oh yeah, he was talking about maybe Lazarus later on in the book. We'll see. He, it's now here. Jesus was there, present, and He spoke to Lazarus who was dead in the tomb and He got up. But there's more to it. When we hear the Gospel preached, we're hearing the voice 
of Jesus calling to us. When we were dead in our sins, the voice of Jesus came to us and woke us up. <coughs> and we, give, we are given life. But then Jesus says, Do not marvel at this. For an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear His voice. This is the second sense I think He's talking about. All who are in the tombs will hear His voice. Not just talking about Lazarus. He's talking about all who are in the tombs will hear His voice. And come out those who have done good to a resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. One day He's coming again. Jesus died, He was buried, He rose from the dead, He ascended into heaven, and just as those angels said in Acts chapter 1, He is coming again the same way He, came, he left. He is coming with the clouds. Every eye shall see Him on that day. He is coming, <coughs> and those who are in the tombs, even now, our loved ones, who have gone on before us. Every person who has ever lived on this planet, those who are in the tombs, will hear the voice. Will hear Jesus' voice. And they will come out, those who have done good to a resurrection of life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. <coughs> He's speaking there of a separation between the sheep and the goats. Those who will go to heaven and those who will not. Those who will go to hell. He's already told us though, those who believe in the name of the, in, in the Son of God, those who believe in the Son, those who hear my words and believe in Him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death into life. We'll raise and be there that day too. If we die before Jesus returns, we'll hear His voice and we'll split those graves open and we'll meet Jesus. And if we're trusting in Jesus, if we believe His words, we will not come into judgment. We won't come into this resurrection of judgment. We won't face the wrath of God that we deserve because Jesus has taken our punishment for us on the cross. He is coming one day and He will speak and we will all be there. Those who have trusted in Him, those who have believed His words and believed in the One who sent Him, we will be raised to eternal life. To live forever with Him. Life that begins right now. But there are those who don't believe. We think about justice. The need for justice. Some people think hell is just too awful of a place. How could a good God send anyone to hell? But that's what justice demands. God is infinitely perfect. Infinitely holy. 
and even our small sins in our own eyes are sins against an infinitely holy God. We might be tempted to brush our sin under the rug or excuse it in some way. But the fact is, even the smallest thing is against an infinitely holy God and is deserving of infinite punishment. There is a judgment coming. A judgment to those who have... Well, there is a resurrection coming. A resurrection of life and a resurrection of judgment. Are you ready? And are we proclaiming this judgment? Proclaiming that Jesus is who He said He was. He is God in the flesh. He came... The Word became flesh. Are we telling how to escape this judgment to come? By trusting and believing in Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.wordpress.com or you can like us on Facebook. Facebook.